and welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast for Thursday, July 2nd. For a lot of us in the United States, this will be the last workday of the week because we are going to begin that infamous July 4th celebration weekend. And boy, I'll tell you what, I think as we reflect on so many things going on this weekend, we have truly so much to be thankful for, and that should be our focus regardless of where we live. Let's talk about a couple of things because mostly everything that we need to be focusing on or aware of is in place. So let's talk about the moon first. Of course, we do have a big eclipse, talking about the moon, we do have a big eclipse coming up on Sunday, and we'll touch on that here as well. The moon right now is in Sagittarius. Now, this will be a good benefit for those of you in the United States who can totally justify your day off tomorrow because the moon will be void, of course, most of tomorrow. It goes void, of course, at 9.05 Eastern Time tomorrow morning, and it will stay there until 12.47 in the morning on July 4th. So basically for all of Friday, the moon is void, of course, is the bottom line. So there you go. Shoot some fireworks and have some fun. You don't have to do anything because the moon is not with us. Now, the moon moves into Capricorn there at 1247 a.m. on July 4th. So when you wake up for Independence Day, it will be in Capricorn. And this is going to set up the full moon on Sunday, which is super significant because it will be the last eclipse on the Cancer Capricorn line. So let's talk about that eclipse just briefly, and then we'll kind of set up the big overview that of everything that's in place, like I said, right off the top. So the eclipse will begin on July 4th in the evening at 11.07 p.m. It will. These are all Eastern Daylight Times, by the way. And it will peak at 12.29 a.m. on July 5th. So those of you who... Stay up and party late, I hope, with a mask on. (laughs) I'm just saying nobody's wearing a mask when they're doing their thing, and we've got all these breakouts happening. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second because it's in the chart. So July 5th at 1229 a.m. So basically 1230 a.m. is the peak, and then it's over by 152 a.m., 10 till 2. This is a partial eclipse, but it will be visible in the United States, South America, Canada, and most of Europe, and most of Africa. So there's your bell-shaped curve. I always go to the website timeanddate.com for these things, and I just Google up eclipse July 5th, 2020, and goes right to time and date. It's always the first one up, and they have just great information, and they have a map. So if you'd like to see it visually, that's where you can go take a look. Now, the eclipse kind of sets up the part B of what we should talk about here because everything else in the chart is in its place. What do I mean by that? Well, last Saturday, Mars moved into Aries. That was big. Yesterday, Saturn moved into Capricorn. That was big. Jupiter and Pluto kissed again. That was big. And that's on top of the things that were already in place prior to that, namely the nodes of the moon moving uh, signs, changing signs, now in north node Gemini, south node Sagittarius. That was also big. The astrological community has been a chatterbox this past week about Mars in Aries because Mars 
and we've, we've talked about this, because of the retrograde that it does this time and just the way it moves, will be in Aries for the whole second half of 2020. Now, ancient astrologers believe that just because a planet was in a sign, it didn't mean a sign and a house because they used a whole sign. In other words, they attributed the whole house, that's the 1 through 12, the slices of the pie, if you will, around the astrological wheel. They assigned each one of those slices of pie to its own sign. And they attributed aspects, so in other words, sextiles, squares, trines, opposition, to the whole sign. So Mars in Aries is square to both the big three in Capricorn, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, and is also square to the Sun and Mercury in Cancer. There's that, I mentioned it, we haven't said it for a while, Capricorn-Cancer line, square to Mars. Where is the eclipse going to happen? Along that line, the sun will be in Cancer and the moon will be in Capricorn. Now, we are, until the fall, until early October, we are still enjoying Jupiter-Pluto-Saturn in retrograde. That's a big deal because it does change the flavor of what otherwise might be basically just a full-on repeat of everything that we've just experienced because Mars was the uh, advancing, explosive, boom, put it out there, energy of the coronavirus breakout. When Mars moved into its place through and just past Capricorn, that's when all the action happened. Well, now Mars is in this square, and that's a very delicate position that it's in right now. Some would argue correctly that it's not yet in a degree-based square to any of them. In other words, Mars just moved in. It's at two degrees Aries, but it, I think the energy is being shared. Let's just put it that way. Now, a lot of you in the requests that I that have written in, and thank you, by the way, for just taking the time to jot a quick email, those of you who did, and suggest a few things that we might do to to make this show better and make it more relevant for you. One of the things that came up was to, you know, find that line between the astrological talk and the practical talk. So now you know where the astrology is. Let's talk about how to apply this. In your own chart, find Aries. That's going to be the lit up area for a while. That's going to be kind of a focal point, especially for the next about three weeks. Until the sun moves into Leo, we have this, um, let's think of it as Mars on the bend of (laughs) the axis between the big three, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, and the sun, at least, over in Cancer. In fact, if you want most of July's energy, look at what you have going on in those three signs and houses. Where is your sun right now? Where is Cancer? You'll see the square of that to Aries, and you'll see the square of that to Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn in Capricorn. So you could look and see what houses those are in in your own chart and know that those areas of your life are going to be activated And if you are new to astrology and don't know what each house represents, that's okay. Just go online and search house meanings or house meanings astrology. 
and you'll get a list of various sites where they explain in pretty brief, just common language, what each one of the houses represents. And that's, you know, astrology is such a, it's just a lifelong study. I mean, yes, we could do a reading, and those are available too, by the way. I'll just put an unabashed plug in there, soulfoodtalks.com. But if you would like to do that and take a look at your own chart, we can. And it's just a lifelong study. You start to look at different areas and you start to learn different things and you see where these things are being impacted. You see these areas of your life that are opening up and then you just, you've begun then the inquiry and the wonderful quest into astrology. Now, what we're looking at from a macro perspective, Mars, aggressive, warrior, energy is now square to these really key points. Yes, not by degree, and so there's some delicacy here with this. But just know that generally we've got a Mars trigger point, flashpoint potential between a couple of other critical points in the chart, the sun and the big three. And I think everybody that's watching astrology and watching 2020 unfold from an astrological perspective is wondering what Mars and Aries for the rest of the year is going to be like. There is so much more to unpack, and we are out of time, but we will um, take a couple of days off here. I'm going to enjoy the, the relaxed weekend. I will see you back otherwise unless we need to talk on Monday. You have a great holiday if you're in the United States and a great eclipse everywhere else. Take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.